Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brett Summer Show. Today is going to be a special show because we have a special guest, one of my good friends, and one of the ultimate leaders around here in Milwaukee. Greg Washington is joining us today to be able to help you guys figure out who's been stopping you and who's holding you back. Today we're gonna to break that down. I'm gonna kind of interview Greg and let him give you some principles and insight as again, mentioning his leadership abilities to be able to help people get past roadblocks, improve their lives, and kind of figure out some of those barriers that are holding you guys back. So. Once we delve into that today, I think you guys will have a better understanding of what things you need to eliminate and why you're being held back. So let's jump into it. Greg, first and foremost, man, it's good to have you on the show. It's good to be chopping it up with you again. I, I admire your leadership qualities, and um, I know that you, you offer a lot of value to other people, and sometimes I'm just sick of hearing myself talk. So I'd much rather hear from other people who actually add value into my life like you've done You know, since first hearing you. I think it was 2000. 17 or 18. So my first, what's that? No doubt. No doubt. So first off, just introduce yourself to the listeners, I guess. Give them just, you know, give them the quick, you know, you don't have to go crazy, but give them the whole, give them the Greg Washington. Who are you? Right on. Like uh, my man Brett said, Greg Washington, I'm a pastor on staff at Life Church, one of the chaplains for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, been in Milwaukee now for the past eight years, married to my wonderful wife, Tiffany. Shout out and, to uh, Tiffany. Yeah. And so, um, like Brett said, you know, I'm, I'm all about um, living intentional, right? Um, I feel like there's no reason why a dream and reality can't coexist. And so that's, that's what I love to do. I love to help other people achieve their dreams. I love to inspire. Uh, and love to walk along high capacity guys like Brett, man, and uh, just see everything that God's placed inside of them come to fruition. So no doubt, no doubt. I like it. Now I think you forgot one member of the family, the new one. The new one. Oh my goodness. The newest member of the family. Dakota Joy, aka Coda. We got an English bulldog. I had no idea they were that high maintenance. Oh yeah. She she gets. She throws tantrums. She yeah. drops herself on the floor. It's, it's nuts, man. Yeah, man. I, that's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be a lot of work, but it is worth it. There's no. There's no better dog than a dog. You know. I love it. It's a real. That's my first dog. So I'm like, okay. It's awesome. It's it. awesome. So let's let's turn our focus. Let's shift our focus to the to these listeners in the in the audience. Um, right now, I think people are realizing that they've been being they've been held back. And I think that they're not seeing who's holding them back. And I wanted to give them an insight. What, uh, what three groups of people, are, or, or not groups of people, but what three things do you think are holding people back? Who is it? Who's holding people back right now? I think the first one, me and you know who it usually is. I mean, honestly, if you ask me, a lot of it is me, myself, and I. You know, right? Me, myself, I. <laughs> Um, and this was not scripted. We, we're going off the cuff because that's just how we do it. And that was exactly what I was like. My first response is, who's holding me back? Right. Me. Um, it's funny, man. Like, one thing I love about this, like, I mean, number one, let me say this. There's many people affected different ways by this pandemic. And so um, I don't know what people are going through, but know, know that I'm praying for you. But the, the, yep. the commonality through all of this is we're all experiencing it. We're all going through something. And so honestly... Um, if you look at it, it's a great uniting factor, right? We are all inhibited uh, in some way. Everything we've set out to do, uh, the plans have been changed, goals we were trying to attain 
it's come to a halt. So that's the one thing that unites us all together, right? Right. And so, like, even for me, like, during this time, you, you begin to think, you know, we always say the things like, you can't control what happens to you, right? Right. Um, and so I found myself a few days ago because my entire life has shifted, right? You got to think church is stopped. Um, we can no longer travel as well as the NBA. Yep. So, like everything that was commonality, everything that was the norm has, has stopped. And if I'm true, if I'm real, man, it's, it's, it's sucked a lot of times, right? You, right. You live in this place of, man, like, is this going to change? What's this going to look like on the opposing side of this? Mm-hmm. But I found myself asking a question. Usually when people are facing these type of things, you ask the question, why is this happening? Instead of asking, why is this happening? I ask myself the question, why does this hurt? Mm. Okay, right? We can't change what's happening but the question is why does this hurt right and i think the the, the biggest thing for me bro it was ego <laughs> it was ego because i can identify myself with what i do right and the moment what i do is no longer there <laughs> it's like i'm going crazy that's why it hurts because a lot of this was identity and it's it's hard it sucks and i know for man it's frustrating but I believe this entire thing, this entire time has been God's way of enabling us to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And the hardest thing to do for many people is deal with truth. And many times in order to avoid truth, what do we do? Stay busy. busy. Stay busy. I'm moving. I'm going. And, you know, why? Because if I'm not isolated, if I'm not stagnant, I don't have to deal with the reality. But the true essence of, of what wellness is or transformation or, or what it is to evolve is to deal with the truth in, in our lives. Right. And so um, I've, I've embraced this time of, of discomfort. I've embraced it as an opportunity to evolve in such a way to let me let me deal with my truth. Um, the truth that I can mask behind being an NBA chaplain or a pastor or the, the subtle insecurities that do exist inside all of us, right? Right. And so it's... <clears throat> This is, 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 I guess, it's two different things to two different people, right? This can either be a stepping stone or it can be a stumbling block. Yep. But the one thing that decides that is the perspective. And that's why, you know, when we, we started having this conversation, we said it's, it's really a matter of me, myself, and I. Um, it's a matter of us. And like I said, we can't control what's happening. But we can we can ask ourselves the question, why does this hurt so much? Right. And make yeah, go ahead, B. No, no, I, I like that. I like that. I, I think everything you just said. For a while, bro, so you gotta. Yeah, no, I think everything you just said hit it right on the head. I think the ego thing, um, same thing for me. First, my first reaction is, you know, what lesson? Like anytime something hard, my principle is, what lesson is there? What lesson is there? And I know Pastor Cole at Life Church. Uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and now you, It's now I've heard it from three leaders in my life, is all of the idols in our life have been stripped out. So when all of your idols, you know, like sports was the first thing to go. Now you can't watch the game, basketball. And now, again, you know, Greg is the chaplain for the Milwaukee Bucks. You've worked with uh, Marquette, the basketball and Marquette players, and that's your passion um, not only as an encourager, but against a man of faith trying to speak life into these guys. And now that's stripped. Even even that stuff stripped. Or even as a pastor, 
now you have no audience, you know. So for the pastors who were preaching to the audience, it got real hard. But for the people who are, that's just what you do. So all these idols get stripped away. All that busyness that that keeps you going, and it masks areas of your life where you're not improving, where you're not growing. So my first thing is like, man, you know, my leadership and my daily schedule and just some of my belief systems were messed up for a long time, um, maybe turning inward rather than what, when I'm at my best, I'm thinking about other people like this, like this show. How do we uncover some of these truths for these people out here to give them some value? Now, we're probably not going to get a lot of gym membership signups off of this. We're probably not going to make a million dollars off of this, but we're going to open up people's minds. So again, it's not about us. It's about the audience. So from your perspective, again, you had that, you know, that opportunity to step back and say, man, I need to look at myself. Now, I agree with you 100%. The main thing that's stopping people, the main person that's stopping people is themselves. So what strategies or tactics would you give them while they are right now having all this free time on their hands to look themselves in the mirror? What types of things have you been doing to maybe work on some of those areas? Or what things have you not been doing that you were doing before um, that were keeping you so busy, you know, even just in your thought process, that now you can focus on building yourself up? Because I think that's what everybody should be doing right now is just working on them. Exactly, bro. Um, I think the number one thing I would say is let it hurt, you know. Um, Let it hurt. You know, I think the number one thing people do when they're exposed to pain or discomfort is they shift, they move, right? This hurts, I'm going to stop doing it. But sometimes it's a matter of let it hurt, you know. Be in that space. And I think in that space is like that's where truth is dealt with. Um, And you got to think just because it hurts doesn't mean you're not moving forward because sometimes the it's within that pain that we're actually propelling ourselves forward. Right. Right. The essence of life and what we do, it can't be all predicated on comfort. Mm -hmm. So I would say, let it hurt. And then I think the next thing I would do is lean into hope. Right. Yeah. Elaborate on that though. Hope. Cause a lot of people right now, they see it as a hopeless situation, you know, or maybe in their situation, maybe right now, it is really bad. You know, again, I don't think everybody, I know we're in it. We're all dealing with a, with a similar enemy, but it's affecting everyone differently. So what would, you, what would you say? How do you keep that hope? Absolutely. Well, you know, for me personally, and I know you as well as a man of faith, man, it's, it's bigger than me, right? Like for me, it was identity. So if I identify myself as an NBA chaplain or as a pastor, when I'm no longer able to do those things, I'm crushed. But, you know, before I was an NBA pastor, before I was any of that, I was God's child. Right. So that's number one. Like that's that's where my identity starts is from him, right? So the circumstances of this life are going to change. They're going to go up. They're going to go down like gas prices. But God's the one constant in the midst of all inconsistencies. And so, you know, He hasn't changed. So I can chill. I can relax because, truth be told, I'm not found in what I do. I'm found in Him. And so that's the hope of this thing, man. Is that it? It is so much bigger. Than, than just what we do. And I think when you, when you bring yourself to that space, bro, you find like, man, like we find value in so many different things that are just, that are perishable, bro. Like, right. They're just, I mean, I, I love what I do, but you know what I mean? When you think about life, you, you said it yourself, bro. You're just like, this is about people. Like if I, if I die tomorrow, I can't take all these titles and possessions with me. Right. My only prayer is to say that 
that, that with the life I was given, that I made the world a better place, place because right. you know I impacted people. And so you, leaning, leaning into hope looks like this, man. Sometimes you got to shift your eyes off yourself and shift into others. Because I tell, I tell my athletes this, I tell our NBA guys this, somebody somewhere is praying for your worst day. Right, 100%. Because, you know, I, I've been able to, to deliver groceries and, and help other people, man, and you really get to see, like, wow, you know, sometimes it's just me being a brat. So leaning into hope looks like, number one, identifying yourself with Christ. And then number two is uh, taking that time to intentionally look outside of yourself, uh, empathize with other people. Um, uh, and I think lastly, man, is, is don't play victim, you know, like that's the biggest thing is don't play victim because it's their fault. It's this fault. It's my fault, you know, but I think the victim is a place of, of stagnation, right? right. The victim is a place of hostage. It's like, this is where I am. Right. But once you shift out of that place of being a victim, now you're looking into, okay, this is what happened, but here's what I can do next. And I think so many times we just get encapsulated in that victim place of, well, if this didn't happen, you know, um, but all of that energy we're using to play victims, I think that's energy that we could be using to create something else. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because is this a time of isolation or this could be a time of, you know what, I have the ultimate time to create. Right. How many things have I wanted to do, wanted to try, wanted to start that I'm too busy to do? Absolutely. You know? so, Instead of just moping around, man, it's like, all right, let me let me make things happen. So I like that. But like I said, we're we're all in that place. And like for me as a leader, the number one thing I want to do is be transparent and be real. Is because I feel like so many times people look at leaders and they're like, well, they don't get it. No, I do get it. You know, and I and I'm being real, man. It has sucked. Yeah, I have been uh, depressed behind it. But yeah, you yeah. Know, have you had a couple of days? I mean, I've had them. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you had any where you're like. Just damn, this is, you know what I mean? Where I'm, where you just, um, where you feel crushed. But I've also had days where, again, most people maybe not get this, but like you said, if you're of faith, there have been days where I just felt that like peace. Like I'm, like it is what it is. Like I'm, you know, maybe I can't accomplish this, this, and this because I can't go out. But I can send some text messages, like me and you reconnecting, and. um I think it takes being put in that position, as you mentioned, a place of humility where your ego can get stripped from you. And again, you were, I mean, Greg was hitting it as, I, as expected because he's hitting the, the things that I'm thinking, but you just put it so eloquently, like with the pain thing. Uh, one of my other mentors, he mentions things like pain plus reflection equals progress. But if you avoid the pain and you don't reflect on it, you get nothing from it. So while you're in it, I think your advice was great. Yeah. How did you phrase it? Uh, something the pain. Huh? Let it hurt. Let it hurt. Let the pain hurt. And I do that with weightlifting, right? With my athletes. Dude, you got to hit it. You got to go through it. It's going to be hard, right? If you watch a movie like Creed or something like that and you see his training and the training is real hard or Rocky or whatever, um, it's painful, but you got to fight through that pain. You got to let it hurt. And I think the biggest thing about it is being real, man. Be real with yourself, right? I think one thing this 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 time has done too is like you said, you and I have reconnected, man. Like at the end of the day, the, all we have is relationships, bro. Like all, all we have is is each other. And I, you know, like I said, this pandemic, bro, it's brought us to a place of I don't care what your socioeconomic background is or 
whatever else, this COVID-19 thing, I don't care how much money you got in the bank or how much you don't have, you know, this is affecting everybody. Right. Right. And so it shows us the most important thing in this life is relationships. You know, I don't, I don't want to succeed at the sake of, of losing my marriage. Right. Right. I don't want to succeed at the sake of just being an a-hole to people. Right. And just, just plowing my way through, like, the essence of this thing is relationship. Like, even like for me, you know, I take time out as busy as I get in the NBA season and stuff you got going on. You know, just texting me like, hey, bro, I just want to let you know, man, I appreciate you. And, and, uh, right. You know, the proof and, and the motivation you've given me. Because I feel like those are things that we think people should know. But they don't. But but it's a, it's a nice reminder. And how, many, and how many of us actually have that time, you know, to reflect, like you're saying, right? Right. Reflect on all the people that, that have been along your life and along this journey and have accompanied you in a season. And just let them know, man. Like, dude, thank you. Like, Absolutely. Like, what you've done matters. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and having the time to do that where you're going to send out a text where you know you get, you know, you get nothing in return, right. technically, but you actually get everything in return because you how you feel. Whereas when we're just trying to push and shove and get our way to the top or make earn money or, you know, build our platform or whatever it is, you know, there's only so much that really that you get from it. So I think people right now are, like you said, they're seeing that they've been holding themselves back. And when you see that, it's painful because you realize, like I have, you know, there's all these different areas where I really need to improve and none of those are to the public eye. They're, yeah. they're inside. It's, who, it's how you walk the walk. And um, I, think that that, I think you hit it right on the head. Now, as someone who advises professional athletes, you know, people like Giannis and the rest of the team um, on a regular basis, and those are the types of people that you're around, are there any things that you're telling some of those people right now to keep them focused and to keep them on the right path? Or are there any things, not specific per- people, but feedback that they're giving you on things they're doing to improve themselves right now no that's that's good um probably the the the, the champ of it all is my man i call him special k kyle corver okay know? yep it, you know you know we text periodically and i think the last text he sent me he was like crazy times man but you know who knows what god is doing you know so he's a guy who's he's one he's one a chip he's 38 years old um you know, so his perspective has shifted a little bit, but it was crazy. Prior to all of this, I think my focus with these guys was all upon all on identity, right? Okay. Because, you know, let's say for instance, the NBA is the one place where both teams do chapel together. We could very well be inside of a chapel, and these guys could get traded. They could walk outside the chapel and find out they were traded. And so, within the NBA, there's nothing that is truly permanent, right? Right from relationships because everybody has a motive and blah, blah, blah. So my, my, my biggest appeal has been to these guys is all about identity, right? Because, hey, if you're in the sports center top 10, you're still the man, right? Right. If you're getting critiqued on Twitter, you're still the man. But we can't find our identity in what we do. We have to find it in who he is. So for a lot of these guys, man, it's, it's been able to be a, be a family member, right? Because you think of 82 games and you think, you think of playoffs, right? They, they barely coexist with spouses, with significant others, with children. And so now it's like we're forced in this place, and it shows you, like, you know what? I may not have the depth of relationship that I thought I did have. Right, right. right. I'm not because I'm never there. I've ne- I'm, I don't deal with the day in and the day out. And so 
um, there's been friction there, man. And and so, like I just said, you guys, it's like ask yourself the question: Why does this hurt? Right. You know, like, um, and maybe there are a lot of things that I've missed out on relationally. You know, and don't get me wrong, man. It, a lot of these guys, they've had the opportunity to change their entire family's trajectory because of what they do. But at the same time, I've also the number one thing I talk to a lot of these guys about is relationships mm-hmm. because you know just like the money changes their life, it also breaks apart the relationships. Right. Um, you can't buy significance in someone's life. That's earned through time. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't purchase your way through to, to, to happiness in, in, with family members. That's earned through time. And so for these guys, because even them, our practice facilities closed. You cannot get into the Fiserv. You know, they it's- are focusing right now on them and what they can do. And so um, what we've done in working with player development, man, we've, we've kind of created an online program. Um, I think this week, the gentleman I work for, uh, our vice president of player development, he's interviewing Chauncey Billups and then Ben Baker. And then next week, you know, myself and the other chaplain will be, be talking. But we're just creating outlets like this to talk about this stuff because this is what these guys are facing, you know. And their, their number one outlet is gone. Right. So, um they're in that place, man, of letting it hurt. Um, Marcus Howard, I was just connecting with him. You know, like, his, he's a senior. His whole tournament run was just in the blink of an eye. It was, it was gone. It's a wrap, you yeah. Know, I think one of the coolest things was, you know, I was with him, and he was with him cleaning out his locker. And, you know, just seeing the emotion that he was overcome with because it was just it was all you worked for. It's just like that. It's gone. And so... um it's just a time, like you said, Brett, it's a time of reflection. It's a time of transformation, but it's a time of perspective shift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best thing we can do is say, you know, we got out of this time and we got better. Um, but allow yourself to, to go along the process. You know, I think a lot of times also people are beating themselves up. Yep, I've been there. Right. Yeah. Like, because oh, because well, I feel like well, because I'm having a depressed day that I'm not moving forward. No, like the essence of change, the first place you have to deal with is truth. Right. Right. I mean, you go to addiction class, right? The first thing you got to do is be honest, take responsibility. Right. You know. Okay, today's a depressed day. Mm-hmm. But instead of avoiding it, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to look into what what are what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? You know. And maybe there's a deeper meaning. Yeah. But um. Like I said, I, <clears throat> I, I'm taking this opportunity because I know for me, um, prior even to this pandemic, man, the past few years have been been crazy, not externally, but intrinsically. It's been, been crazy for me, you know, just because of that. You ask yourself the question, number one is who's stopping this, me, myself, and I. You know, just moving so fast, but not being in a healthy place mentally. Right. You know, having a healthy view of, of self, allowing external uh, conditions and situations to, to affect internal value. And that's just been the, the journey I've been on. And so it was like, for me, then this pandemic, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is, this is it. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think sometimes God will let you hit rock bottom just to show you he is the rock at the bottom. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. I, I think... I mean, again, you've hit it on the head so many different times. I mean, I think I just, I said that the other day. I said, you know, you'll never, you'll never thank God for the good times. 
like you, you know, like you really mean it until you felt the bad times. So I think that that's true. Again, I think that when you talk about the NBA players and anybody out there who's at home, you don't have to be an NBA player to have this. You could just be uh, an accountant or you could be an attorney. But the thing at the end of the day is those titles, they're more, those men are worth more than being an NBA player and a paycheck. Like you said, yeah, it changes the trajectory of their family and it pushes them into new um, financial levels, but they're also fathers. They're also husbands. They're also leaders. They're also people who have a platform to help people in the public. And you've seen some of them. I don't know the, the one gentleman who dabbles in real estate on the Bucks. I can't think of his name right now. He just had a big write-up in the paper on him. One of the players, um, he hits real. He, he likes real estate, so he's taking the time to use it and say, "Hey, this is what it's going to be like when the career's over." And I think it's important for everybody out there to realize during this time that they're more than a title. That they're more than whatever they were doing. Even if people like me and you, and I'm sure a lot of other people who are achieving success in areas go, "That's what I am." Well. You know, actually, I'm more than that now, and I actually realize I want to be a better man in other areas, and I want to improve in other areas that were being that were uncovered now, and I think that that's important to kind of embrace that. So, me, myself, and I, I am the one who's stopping me. You're the one who's stopping you, and right now, you have the best opportunity in the world to work on yourself, to improve yourself, and to take that time to search and kind of, like we said, to uncover some of those areas. Now, any other thought? I'm sure you've had some really good thoughts. I figured that sometimes maybe just give you an open platform here at the end to just, I'm sure you've been thinking because you're a high-level thinker. What thoughts do you think you could share with some of the people out there that have been helpful to you or almost eye-opening to you during this transition? Well, I think for me, I've just been reading more about the life of Moses. You know, think know anything about the Bible, we think of Moses with the Ten Commandments, he parted the Red Sea, and with Pharaoh, let my people go. But there was a, there was a part of Moses' life, we know that Moses was a, um, he was a um, Egyptian by, by, by nature. And so his, his mother, um, when he was born, she put him up into the river, and we know that um, it was Pharaoh's daughter that retrieved him. And because of that, he was raised in Pharaoh's house, right? So Moses grew up and lived a privileged life, but he was always had something within him that was, a, he was a deliverer, right? He was a, that was who he is. And so we get to this portion of the story where Moses, he kills, he kills this, um, he kills this, this person who was, was harming a slave, one of his, one of his own people. Right. And uh, after that, he fled and, and he goes to this place called Midian, right? And, and, and he's in Midian for 40 years. Now this is 40 years. He's out of sight. He is not relevant. He is not in, in the forefront. Um, and I think in Exodus 3, the Bible says he's at the backside of the desert. Right. Yeah. He goes from royalty in Pharaoh's house to this lowly, lowly shepherd. Nothing. And Nobody heard from him. His Twitter was turned off. Instagram was off. Everything's off. And it's in Exodus three that we see that burning bush, and that was the place that God spoke to him. And sometimes I say that to all that to say this: it's like sometimes God will allow us to have a Midian makeover, right? To 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 break us down, to strip us away. To, to almost allow us to almost allow us to lose ourselves in order to find it again mm-hmm. because up until this point in Moses' life everything he'd been taught had been by man but it was those 40 years in Midian 
that from there everything he, he learned had become from God. And it was after that Midian experience that the hero that we all know is born. So I say a lot to say, man, that uh, <clears throat> allow this to make you better. You know, you think of a slingshot or, or, or bow and arrow in the hands of an archer, right? In order to allow that, 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 that arrow to go forward, they have to pull it back. And so sometimes the further back that you feel is actually God's way of setting you up to fly even further than you've imagined. So uh, be present, <clears throat> let it hurt, but lean in the hope. So. Absolutely. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it here first from Greg Washington. If you've ever been struggling right now, if you had one of those days where you're really down in the dumps, I think listening to an audio like this and just kind of letting some of those words from someone like Greg um, marinate for a little bit, you know, just to sit back and just to kind of let your thoughts happen. Let your thoughts happen. Even if some of them are negative, right? Or, or hard, let them happen. And, and, you know, step back, take a look at yourself. And again, I love that analogy of that bow and arrow. It's just you're being pulled back and that tension's in the tension and the tension and the tension. And eventually you will fly. And the further you've been pulled back, the further you're going to fly. I love that. Um, I, I think that everything you said was everything. I, I'm glad that we did this because I knew you'd have some stuff and it was more than what I would have said. It was way more because... It's just a fresh perspective, and I think that that's what everybody out there needs right now because we've been trapped in our own heads. Yeah. So to be able to, you know, just, you know, I got something out of this. I'm, I know they will for sure, but I got a lot out of this, and I'm glad that you came on here and did this. Um, I'm glad you're doing this, man. This is this is great. Yeah, absolutely. Just spread, just spreading some uh, some thinking out there to people that's a little bit more above just the superficial stuff, right? I mean, anybody can talk about the three ways to have a good day. But I think really right now, everybody's going through a serious time. Sometimes it's nice to get deep, uncover some of that emotion that everybody's going through. Even men, right? Look, it's two men talking here, ladies and gentlemen. Even guys, like, you know, guys are secretly going through it right now. That's the hard part. The guys tend to just... Right. We, we, we are, we, guys, we, we, we find ways to, to get through it. You know, whether it's being in the gym, some, for some guys, it's being drinking a bottle, you know, shooting a drug, messing with a woman. Work, women, yeah, whatever it is. But in our mind, it's because we're taught, like, just push through it, get over it. Yep. Actually, in all actuality, that's a form of weakness because it takes strength to deal with truth. It takes strength to, to center yourself and say, I've been affected by this. Anybody can avoid, right? But, hey, when you get to that place of being able to accept that's that's the essence of manhood and so um there are a lot of guys you know like myself man we we, we, we haven't taken that time to to get in touch with ourselves because we want to do something and switch and move and and you know but no but let this time yeah and let me ask you this do you think that for men i don't know if there's much that can hit a man like losing what he does like, like your pride, like not you, I'm saying, but like as men, I can't speak for women because I'm not a woman. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure the same could be true. But for a man, oh yeah, it, it hit it hits and goes like for me, man, like I, I'm, I'm getting out of this place. But dude, there was a few weeks, man, I hated Sundays, dude. Hated them. Yeah. Because it's a tangible reminder of what I can't do. Right. Right. Like, um, 
and it's it's just as men we we are we we love to be known as hard workers we love to that's our nature that's what god created us to be protectors and be providers but before our job we were his son right right so for a lot of guys they associate their job with being his son actually no even if you don't have a job you're still his son and that's just the the goodness of of god and so it's just as a man you know of, of being real you know um i i don't think men realize like um, and this is not no slight towards women or anything, but I, I just don't think men realize like the strength and vulnerability. Right. Like, yeah, I think I think it's that, and then I think unfortunately because men try and be so hard, a lot of times they're pretty opposed to talking about faith because they look at that all oh, you know I don't need that you know what I'm saying. So when something happens like this, and then they're stripped of that, you and I like we realize, hey, you can fall back on faith, but really faith should have been at the forefront. But what if you don't have faith to fall back on? That's where I that's where I feel like men are susceptible to really going downhill because you know the when the when your pride's been hit that hard, that's when all of a sudden you know domestic abuse goes and substance abuse. They start to go for the addiction or they start to go for the distraction rather than like you said, the the first advice is to look inside. And fix yourself and to improve. My, my encouragement would be to, to any guy or gal or anybody, you gotta you gotta find people to talk to. You know, I think a lot of times we we, we hold this in and we harbor it and like I said, pride will pride will have you think that you're the only person that feels this way, that's ever gone through this, that's the only person that's ever battled depression or had a bad day, and that's not true. Like I said, this entire pandemic has brought us to a place of we're all on the same playing field, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're all in this life together, just trying to make it through. And so find somebody to talk to, find somebody to keep it real with. Um, because I think a lot of people self-destruct by just trying to keep it together. Sometimes the best thing you can do is actually fall apart. Ooh, I like that. Absolutely. And, and I love the transparency in this whole thing, because as you can hear throughout this conversation from a couple of guys who our job is to pour into other people. The reason why, you know, I've always respected you is because um, instead of me having to pour into you all the time, you help me out. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm hoping that if, if you've ever had anything that I've been able to add value into you. And so, again, so you can just be real for a minute. You ain't got to be me and you have had real conversation. No one's around, no cameras, anything like that. And that's what his advice is, is go talk to people. You know, go talk to someone and just let it out because f- feel the pain, but then go talk about it with someone um, who's not going to judge you and, and keep it real too, you know, keep, and that's the, that's the beautiful thing about it, man. I, I think for us, it would be like those nights, I think it was Fridays or whatever, um, after classes, just, just being in the gym, yep. you know, and everyone's gone real, real conversations and, and just your up, you know, until it brought you to this point, you know, the season of life where you were in just starting out with the gym and stuff like that. Yep. Like, you know, those are all valuable nuggets. And so, like I said, my biggest thing, encouragement to people is ask for help, man. Don't don't suffer in silence. You know, knowledge is free. Knowledge <laughs> is free. I have a question for you, and this will be my final question. For sure. Right now, I, it's, I'm not even going to put it. I feel like people need leadership and um, mentorship and leadership more than anything else, even more than money more than um, anything like that. And it goes down to, like you said, find people you can talk to and you can trust who actually care about you, 
who are not going to worry about themselves for a minute um, and who are willing to, you know, hold you accountable or help you work through problems. I even did a show on that just 20, you know, an hour ago on um, having leaders and coaches and mentors in your life right now. More so, like I said, for me, I don't want to be an aerobics instructor. So I don't really want to take people through body weight workouts. You can go online and have The Rock teach you how to work out for free. But I think what people need is people they can do this with for 10 minutes, five minutes a day, a check-in, a text message, a video, you know, hey, let me know how we're doing on those things we talked about the other day, or let's, let's talk for 10 minutes. And I feel like people need that more than, you know, even the money that's coming through, it's more important right now to, to protect this, because I feel like that's the thing that's really being attacked. You have to. And I think even for me, man, this has allowed me to slow down, and so... I'm doing more of this, bro. I'm doing more one-on-one coaching and consulting. So um, I'll give you my information and my email address. And we'll put that out. We'll put that out. Because if you need to reach out to someone and make an investment right now, the outside of food and, you know, keeping your lights on, you know, I would say investing in a coach right now like Greg who could actually walk you through problems, consult with you. Um, I'd say that'd be an investment that will pay off big time as you come out of this so you are ready to soar. And even for me, man, this is this is this has slowed me down enough to do this. To yep. Invest in someone to to help them, to guide them. You know, you don't need to be on stage in front of thousands to make a difference. And no. So, no, um, but this audio will make a difference, and I'm glad we were able to be privileged enough to have you on this show and to be able to have your time. So again, thank you for joining sure. us today because you know, having a guest like you, I know you got a lot of stuff. I'm sure the responsibilities are still stacked high, but for you to be able to take a minute out and help people out out there the audience out there who might need some you know encouragement some wise words and some self-reflection i think it was really important so i'm glad we got to do it and you know make sure you guys share this one if you guys hear this and it helps you out we'll see you guys soon